0: Hey, this is Carla from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corcoran, the Fisher from Kettleby Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday, Thirteen. This is from Double Driving. This is Odorous from water listening to Rabid Noise. On Rabid Radio. Turn it up.
1: What's up, Australia? Hey, Richard, it's Nev. How are you, man?
2: Hey, Ned. What's your
1: Thanks for joining us on the uh, Filter special. Uh, it means quite a lot to me, uh, personally, taking the time to do it, especially with you know how busy you must be in the lead up to uh, the release of Crazy Eyes.
2: Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. I'm doing my first movie score, so that's an added bonus, so it's extra pressure.
1: Yeah, there'd be a lot going on for so, you at the moment. <laughs>
2: there's always going, you know, when, this, in 2016, you've always got a lot of stuff you got to do. Back in, uh, you know, back in '95, it was like you do a bunch of interviews, you get ready for a tour, you'd sit on a bus, and that's about it. And uh, then you go platinum. You know in mm. an easy platinum like uh like a you know, and then you then you when you come back, you gotta go you know buy a new house now it's like you know you're making records for I uh, probably one tenth of what we made our first records we made our 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 first record probably costs like you know five hundred grand mm. this record is like one tenth of that, and you have to pack in tons of uh Stuff with it. You have to update your Facebook. You have to update all your web socials. You have to participate with pledgemusic.com. They deserve, you know, way more ex- extra attention because they're actually pre-buying the record. It's just so much more of a of a challenging, uh, but it's still fun. And the other thing is, is, they want you to do your own interviews. You know, they want you to type out all your answers and mm. to do blogs and all this stuff. It's like, good lord. Once in a while, you do an interview for like Spin or you write a column for Spin and like, you know, you could sit around and do it, you know, as a as a just a full on bonus. But now they expect it, you know, so it's wild. Things are different.
1: Yeah, it's definitely changed, man. You know, even with, you know, press, like you guys are just pumping it out at the moment. I mean, it's just interview after interview by the sounds of things. But, uh, you know, anything to get the word out about yeah. the album.
2: Well, yeah, interviews are, are pretty much the, the way the, you know, that's kind of the way we, I, we've been doing it for, you know, 20 years. So that's cool when someone actually takes the time to, you know, get you on the radio or do a podcast or do something like that. That's fine. But when they're, you know what I mean? When you're like, write a blog, <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, um, geez, I don't want to talk about my record, but I guess I'll just talk about my record because, you know, that's that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this blog, you know? Yeah. Like tell, tell me about the music industry and write a blog and you're like okay well,
1: <laughs> all right. Well man, the new album Crazy like, Eyes. Uh,
2: yeah, Crazy Eyes, the new record. It's uh it's it's the first record that I just mandated it into the, the process that, uh, uh, that I produce it and then I have final say on everything. You pretty much have that as an artist but it's important for everybody around me to know that like look dude this is my fucking you know this is my baby this is my mm-hmm. project you know and so when you when you put that authority on everything then you have to then you have less arguments cuz everyone just kind of knows that like okay it's you know i'm not going to win this argument you know what i mean and there are you know so many different ways to skin a cat when you're when you're uh, making a record, that it's all those eccentricities and all those weird things that I want to do, that have to be acknowledged. And so many artists, you know, so many other producers are probably like, like, "Hey, dude, but don't you want to have this going into the chorus?" And like, don't and it's like you, you don't want to have to say like, I, "I hate to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to fucking put my foot down." But yes, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. So, just by having that added extra power, you can get the weirdness that I think people like about Filter. And I think that's why this record is getting, it's getting very accepted because it doesn't sound like we're trying to stay, you know, hip with the radio or, you know, we're not trying to, you know, cling to a genre. We're just doing our own thing. You know, we're just, so I think that's why people are freaking out about it.
1: Man, I I think it's changed the game in a lot of ways. You know, it's still got the signature elements of filter, but it's also very different and a lot more aggressive. It's it's re- it's a really aggressive record. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know what what pushed the writing no, in that I, direction?
2: There. I I to be honest with you, I've always been I've always been very angry and very I love making music that just 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 reaches through the speakers and grabs your attention. You know. And, um, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, I like, listen, I love like surprise, uh, off Mm. our last record. And I love, you know, it's my time and take a picture that's in me, that's within me. And I do that because I, I, I have a tender side to me that I think is important that all people have. But like whenever someone tries to like, rough out the like smooth out those rough edges i just Mm. get you know i get bummed out and then i really hated on the last record when people were like i guess he's mellowing out with age they say ages stuff like that and i'm just like oh my god you (laughs) only knew like i you know so this record was like you know there was a mass shooting um and, and it was just right on like the tip of my on uh, my thinking it was like it, it was the lyrics were all just right there, and i we were working on this really heavy kind of meme um song, and it turned out to be mother e and it's just like going back to him hey and I nice shot like you know, I wrote a song about a guy that held a press conference and blew his head off, and you know. You know, people were 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 kind of flabbergasted that like that song could be so huge, mm. and the reality is is like that that's kind of why you hired me. That's why you bought my records, you know, um, and that's the thing. So I I I see these traumatic things, and I just want to make the soundtrack to their thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so Mother E is about this like this person that's committing this horrendous crime and like, what does that sound like in his head? Like what is the mental thought process of someone that's insane? Cause you know, we all know how Justin Bieber is lovesick. We get the fact that like Adele really is lovesick and she's always looking for love. And we understand how that sounds. What does it sound like when, you know, when someone loses their, their grip and just attacks you know, a bunch of people for no reason other than, you know, he doesn't like them, you know? So I, it's kind of, that's kind of my gig. That's kind of what I do is I write about the things that make most people uncomfortable. I don't even think heavy metal bands like get that, you know, that into crazy, you know? And, um, to me, I just, I think that exposing the honesty of, you know, of the, the, the crazy, like just exposing that kind of mentality is, is interesting musically because music is supposed to kind of, it's supposed to represent um, all your emotions and all your intellect and all, you know, the, the all sides of the equation. And um, that's why crazy eyes is, uh, is, is, is more aggressive,
1: it, it definitely is very aggressive, man. Compared to, as I said, like I've been a filter fan since like Short Bus, way back, and I thought that was aggressive. This is, it's it's a very dark album in a lot of ways, but man, I I think it's my new favorite. Yeah. Uh, out of all the, I arcs, love that. I love it yeah, so much. I,
2: I want you to have a new favorite. I yeah. want. See, I want to make the filter record that everybody's been waiting for. You know, there's been a lot of stuff that I've done in the last couple of years that's good and I'm proud of it but like I want to hear and you can't just you know you can't just get the computer from that era and you know play the guitar drunk to to make that mm. you, you have to literally kind of say all right this is who I am right now it's the year 2016 I've learned a lot but what is it that I'm missing that I really need to put in and it's just going for it it's it's you know there's a thousand producers that would say, dude, you're repeating the same line over and over. Why do you keep doing that? Why don't you write out all these different lyrics and why don't you tell a story? Like you're, I'm like, see, that's the thing you're already telling me to go against my instinct Mm. of just screaming, you know, the same lyric over and over and adding emotion behind every new time I say it. And you're ruining the point. You know what I mean? Like, All those eccentricities were scraped away with other producers. And, you know, I would have that argument and it would be like, you know, we're in a studio, it costs a lot of money. There's 10 bands that are waiting to get in here. I got to, you know, I got to do this. I didn't want any of that pressure. I just wanted my brain to kind of, but see, having said that, I love collaborating with, you know, all the different musicians. Number one, I want to tell you, two Australian bands. Umi Capella is an amazing guitar player who co-wrote a lot of the record with me. He's also, he also co-produced it. Mm -hmm. And Chris Reeve, his father was Cliff Reeve. And Chris Reeve is our drummer and he is incredible. He is probably one of the best musicians I've ever been in a band with. Both of those guys are amazing. And Ashley Zerigian is an amazing bass player as well as Bobby Miller, our live keyboard player type person. Um, So this version of the band is going to be amazing. And um, I can't, I really, I hope we get enough interest from Australia because I really want to come back and play.
1: I really hope so too, man. Uh, I was there in Brisbane at Soundwave was the last time. I don't know. I think there was technical issues or something like that, but it was still (laughs) amazing, man. That was still an amazing show. And, uh... Yeah, do
2: you guys deserve a real concert, not one of these festivals where you throw your crap on stage and it's mm. bright and, you know, it's all lit up in the daytime and we're just trying to tune the guitar, you know, real fast and play for half an hour. You can't, you guys deserve like a real hour and a half concert where we go deep into the seven records we've done and, and play the new stuff as well. And, you know, I mean, you should, you should, have, like, the lighting concept behind Hey Man, Nice Shot when we play live. You know, you should have some, you should have a real concert. You you can't see us on Soundwave, you know. Number one, I think the guy's going to jail. But number two, <laughs> you need to, like, you, like we need to get the interest up so we can really, really go and play. And tell your promoters that you're willing to to, like, like, like get a thousand people in each there, three thousand, four thousand people to see us, you know, like in each city, so that we, so that we can manage getting over there. The expenses of getting over there are insane.
1: Oh, it's huge. So, I know. You know, totally.
2: unfortunately, the only people who make money are the airlines. Yeah. You know, from rock and roll, you know. so <laughs> So it's got to happen. I really miss Australia. And if you guys buy the crap out of this record, it's going to send a huge message to, uh... and it's time for some really good industrial music other than Nine Inch Nails. Because Nine Inch Nails, remember, I was in Nine Inch Nails. I had a yeah, blast. Sure. But, you know, you got to spread it out a little bit. You got to, you can't, it's got to be different. You, you need more and more, you know, Bands to get over to Australia. And, uh, Al Jorgensen lost his shirt with Ministry because AJ stole a bunch of his money.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw you know, that. That's another one of those.
2: Another one of your festival things where it's kind of and AJ's cool. He brought us over and he paid us. But again, festival thirty minutes. You need a big ass concert. You know, we need like to do like a industrial. Um, only kind of vibe where it's like an hour, you know, an hour and a half of ministry, an hour and a half of filter, an hour and a half. Like we need something like that.
1: Man, I was thinking about that the other day. I would love to see like ministry, filter, uh, Combi Christ, all that in one festival, but really spread out.
2: We're touring Europe with Combi Christ.
1: Amazing live band, man. We're
2: touring Europe with Combi Christ.
1: Yeah, they're they awesome. Yeah, they're
2: great. They're great friends of. Lumi just played guitar for them. There was an emergency, and Umi went off and played guitar for a Combi Christ just last week oh, in no, Berlin.
1: That would have been amazing. Yeah. They're, our, they're... our
2: two are super close friends. That's
1: cool. Yeah, I, I, I love Combi Christ, but I've always been a, a huge Filter fan, so I'm really hoping to see you guys down here, man. I saw you in 2000, I believe it was. That was in Brisbane. Waited years and, and years.
2: And honest, honestly, we're way better than that. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> falling off the stage a few times out there. You know, back in my drinking days.
1: But that was fun, man. That was such a, for me, I mean, I I waited since, you know, was it 96, 97 to see you guys? So for me, I didn't, I just think it was just amazing. And then happened to wait all those years again and saw you at Soundwave. So I think I really want to see you guys down here for a full tour. So I think we really need to get a petition going and get, get everyone uh, buying this album. There. Yeah,
2: man, get a petition. Get some sponsors behind it. Do your magic. Get like, you know, get like the marmalade. Get some get some uh, Vegemite sponsors behind <laughs> it. Let's do this. Let's do this
1: shit. Man, let's uh, spread the word because, uh, you know, I, I want to see another bullshit. Or either that, I'm going to get on a plane and go over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's going to be crazy. But May 20th, we're playing the Roxy and that shit is off the hook. We bring full on and we kick ass at the Roxy and everybody loves it so
1: oh man I wish I could be there eh oh that'd, that'd be amazing well we uh
2: yeah got it. that's the friends and family night that's the friends and family night because it's like a small like 800 seater, and we just pack them in and we have a nice close intimate concert you know it's awesome
1: oh man I wish <laughs> yeah we could do that all
2: over Europe yeah, baby I
1: mean all
2: over Australia
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, looks... All over us Yeah, do it. Hey, guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout-out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business, and uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also, want to give a shout-out to the guys at Blacklight Art & Design, who, in my opinion, are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So, uh, you know, we've gotten many band shirts, and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys, and uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So, all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so, whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments, or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at AU. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. So now it's back to Rabid Noise. Well, man, you're also a really big Star Wars fan as well. And I've been following your updates on uh, Facebook, you know, about, uh, you know, you, you got your bed sheets and your bus I saw that a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you, did you yeah. like it? Did you like episode uh, seven?
2: Episode seven was everything I wanted in a Star Wars movie since 1980, 1980 when Empire came out.
1: It was amazing.
2: Return of the Jedi sucked. You know, the Ewoks ruined everything, and that's why Harrison Ford had it written into his contract that if he were going to return and do episode seven, that there would be no goofy aliens like, <laughs> like the Ewoks, all right? And then we sat through Phantom Menace, Attack yeah. of the Clones, Return of the Sith, or Revenge of the Sith, which Revenge of the Sith was half, half okay, but the other two sucked ass so bad that by the time, when we heard AJ was taken over, when we heard JJ Abrams was taken over mm. uh, Star Wars, we saw what he did with Star Trek, and we were like, oh my God, that's perfect. And he said, I made, for Star Trek, he said, I made Star Trek, I just made a Star Wars film for Star Trek. That's what he, he said, that's the reason why everyone liked it. I just, and so when he got Star Wars.
0: Planning on traveling this summer?
2: Holy shit that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. And he did. He did not let us down. We now know that Disney is you know a safe home for Lucasfilms. We now know that like you can't you you can get it right in the year 2016 you can get it right 2015 when it came out and we know that like just keep it for the real Star Wars fans cuz the kids love it. And my son doesn't like Ewoks. My son doesn't give a shit about Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> you know who his favorite character is? Do you know who? He, and my son is 6 years old and like we're cool. We're we're not we don't show him violence and stuff. But do you know who yeah. his favorite character is? Is it great Emperor Palpatine. Oh,
1: Palpatine.
2: Really? Wow. He likes fucking Palpatine.
0: <laughs> So my
2: son is on, and I'm like, hey, I, he's like, who's your favorite character? I'm like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the, is the best Jedi because he's only tempted by the dark side mm. with, like, girls. That's about it. He gets attached to girls. But that's about yeah. it. You know what I mean? And we're, we're going to find out that he, he's probably – he might even be related to, 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 uh, Ray. to Rey. Right. You know, I hope
1: knows? so. I hope but
2: so. point is this. Point is this. We now know that there's gonna be a new Star Wars movie every year until people stop buying tickets. That's what Kathleen Kennedy said, and she's the main producer behind yeah. all these. And so I'm as happy as fucking pig pigs are in shit. Am I allowed to swear?
1: Yeah, dude, it's radio, So, uh, but it's late-night radio, <laughs> so it's all good. Oh, okay. So uh, we've so, got, oh. we got Rogue One coming up this year, so uh, I'm pumped.
2: Rogue One, they're saying that might get in our rating. Oh, I'd like to. Because there's a, there's a scene in it where Vader comes in and he pulls people's spines out of their backs with the
1: Force. That would be amazing. I <laughs> oh, man! so there's
2: all kinds of spoiler alert. <laughs> no, but
1: here's the deal. Oh, Next man. Deal,
2: Star Wars, massive. I'm so happy. I'm getting it. April 1st, it comes out on Blu ray. I'm going to watch all the, just like a little kid. Just like, And there's no difference between the seven year old, the eight year old that I once was when I saw Star Wars, and the 47 year old guy that I am now with gray hair. There's no difference. The 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 love and the lore of the whole movie is right there. It's back. JJ saved it. Uh, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, uh, Carrie Fisher, Don uh, Boyega, uh, you know uh, Daisy Ridley. They're all absolutely fine. They did an amazing job. We are very 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 happy. And I am an old school fan. When in 1977 the 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 block it tilts down and you see Tatooine and the blockade runner comes over your head. I literally looked behind me when I was a kid. Like, oh my God, the special effects were insane. Got to remember, there was nothing like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. At that time, the,
2: the only science fiction movie out at the time was like, uh, you know, Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston. Mm. Or, you know, you know, or The Towering Inferno. There was no other movies like it. And when that came out, it was like, holy shit, my imagination. I have, since then, I have been to JPL and I've seen where they, you know, build the Mars rovers and all the stuff. I have friends in in NASA, Um, my friend Scott Maxwell, who was a Mars rover driver. And, you know, I have, you know, a a love for science and and it was brought on by, of course, science fiction where you try and, you know, and, you know, so many laws of physics were were broken in in Star Wars. But the reality is, is, boy, it makes you dream of new technology and it Mm -hmm. makes you dream of all kinds of great things. So Star Wars is awesome. Anyways, Crazy Eyes, April 8th.
1: It's gonna be. I know my
2: record company's like, going to talk about the fucking yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you before about soundtracks. You know, there was a time where you know, Filter would be on almost every single soundtrack, and it used to tide us bands over um, between albums. Of course, you know what I mean. It was like releasing a new single. You know, you did one yeah. and Jurassic. Now I
2: just now the thing is. Now the thing is, is I try and make records as quickly as possible. Um, you know, soundtracks aren't big anymore. Let's face it; it's anything sad. isn't big anymore. You, 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 it's well. Here's the deal, real quickly. If you want the filter experience and you want to get access to new music, and I don't mean to plug this website, but PledgeMusic, yeah, dot com, PledgeMusic dot com is a worldwide thing. And you log on and you just say, hey, guys, I'm pre-ordering the record because I want to I get updates. And, I, and we, make, we make these updates for the fans. And you pre-order the record. Like, you can pre-order the CD, like a signed CD. You can get, like, a T-shirt. But, like, basically you're saying, like, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and I'm going to pre-order the record and I'm going to be available. You're going to get all these updates and all this stuff like people can come and see us rehearse if they're in Southern California. Anybody who's hooked up to pledge can just come to California and watch us rehearse, which is funny because we suck at rehearsals. So you're going to see us like, ah, I think I forgot, (laughs) you know, like, you know, you're going to see us suck, but that's fun. That's part of it, you know? And then, you know, the reality is, is we sit there with our video cameras. Everyone's got a video camera hooked up to their phone. So we just do updates constantly And you see us, like, goofing off, or you'll see us, like, like, we played a little bit of Mother E, and the reaction was intense. Like, Mother E was, like, the last song we wrote, and, like, it got tons of reaction. I was, like, thinking to myself, wow, we got to continue making crazy music, because that's what the fans want. So Mm -hmm. it's really... Like like you hear that word interactive, but I mean, it's literally like the, the audience is, is chiming in and then they buy stuff. So you're like, holy cow, there's a financial, it, it lets you know that you're on the right track. And, um, you know, and it's a great way to fund records. Because listen, guys, back in my day, when we went <laughs> platinum, you, you had to literally get into a car. And you drove down the street and you went to your record store and you said, what's great? And they go, oh, this the new filter record here." And then you, okay, cool. And you take it and you buy it. And then that sends a message to the band that they did something right. Well, with the internet, that all got taken out. But with Pledge Music, it's actually back. So you're putting your money where your mouth is and you're letting us know physically that like, hey, look, Filter might be, it it might not be Justin Bieber, but, and it might not be just some big, huge money cow for, for someone else, but filters underground and we like them and we're putting our, our, our words and our money together and we're, we're getting involved with filter online. And it's just, it's been unbelievable. It's really paid a lot of bills. It fixes up all the, you know, you want to go do drums, you know, you got to pay money to go into a studio. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to get in there and uh, you record them, and so the the audience goes, "Yeah, look at that! We're gonna make sure that you have enough money." It's just awesome. Like, and and to be honest with you, budgets are down for everybody. I mean, budgets are like ridiculously cheap. Like, so I don't know. I'm I'm stoked about pledge music these days because it's it's literally the cool thing. It's amazing for new bands, you know, all kinds of stuff. But um, yeah, this record, I'm. I'm very, very excited about it, and I, I really, really want to come down to Australia and, and play it. So, oh
1: man, I, 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 I get that vibe off that album. It's, it's just, it's so. How can I describe it? I just, I, I as I said before, I think it is my new favorite. I mean, I've been a fan since, as I said, short fast and uh, I like, I like every album in its own different way, but this album is just, it's doing something musically. That I haven't heard in a long time. Not just from you, but in general, it's actually it's a little bit scary in a way because of how, as I said, how aggressive it is and the undertones of it. It's you know, it's you said it's yeah. Not-
2: well, you know, we don't we're not here to fuck spiders, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's one of ours.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're here to we're here to get shit done and and and, and be truthful and artistic and uh, you know, all of my old idols did it. And, you know, they said something to like, Joe Strummer from the class. He yeah, said it. You know, he was upset about riots in London. They said it, you know, that he was upset about the way people were, you know, being treated in Vietnam. He said it, you know, and that's the way we are. We're 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 not afraid of what we, uh, what people think of us politically. You know, we, we say what we have to say. I fucking hate Donald Trump. Donald oh, Trump why not? cannot be president. The United States, he cannot be president, and I'm telling people that, and I lose fans, dude. But the reality is, is you you don't want play it safe, you know, artists, you know, with me. Uh Uh-uh. You want real fucking in your face. Like I'm not Ted Nugent, you know what I mean. I'm not being like that. I'm just saying, like, I believe that you know, a man once said that that love is stronger than fear. And I agree with him and his name is Bono and I don't care what anybody says about that guy. If you're into heavy metal, usually you hate two and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. Love is stronger than fear. And, you know, look at Brussels, Belgium, you know, they just got hit again, you know, so you gotta, we just got to team together and be nice to each other and figure out a way to make this world work. Because it's all, we're all global citizens. You know, we, it's yeah. just like Stephen Hawking said, we're all global citizens. And by having music that's reflective of society, I think you're going to get somewhere. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't just be entertained. Sometimes you've got to be engaged a little bit, have some issues.
1: But uh, yeah, I agree on the Trump thing. I mean, I've been following your, your post on Facebook and, uh, man... I, I at first I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought it was like, okay, this reality. We all me. did. I, I was like, Haha, we all no, did. He,
2: thought was a, he was promoting a new show or some shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's. And you know what I find funny? Arnold is taking his place uh, as the host of The Apprentice. Is that right? Which
2: makes sense. Because Arnold's fun. He's an entertainer. I like him. But the funny thing is, he was governor of California, and you know what? He did a great job.
1: I think so, too, from whatever I've read. He did a great job, job.
2: Arnold. Yeah, Arnold did a great job. You know why? Because he worked with the other side. He was a Republican, but he worked with the Democrats. We're in a blue state out here. The Democrats run. Anybody that deals with the rest of the world is a Democrat, okay? So you've got Los Angeles, which deals with everybody on the on the western side or the eastern side mm. of, you know, the world. And then you've got, you know, Chicago, which is, you know, massively, it deals with, you know, Europe and all kinds of places. And then you've got New York. And, you know, that's where the blue people live. That's where the Democrats and the diversity is. That's where the, you know, the cities are and the urban centers and that's where hip-hop was created and movies. That's where your liberal arts, your artists, and that's where you are. You're in New York, Chicago, and, and Los Angeles. And, you know, they're the biggest, most powerful cities in the world other than London and Beijing and Sydney. And, you know, so, you know, and that's the thing. Then you get out to the blue state or the red state, and what's that? That's Arizona. You know, it's it's Alabama. You know, if those are the red states and those people, and I love them very much because I'm, I'm Southern. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm a redneck, you know, it's like a (laughs) bogan, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I, I understand the back, the backwoods kind of mentality. And I get that, but, you know, having been around the world a few times, you know, my music has, I've been blessed so much that my music has taken me from Japan to Australia to Europe even to battlefields like Iraq and Afghanistan, That's and I, you know, I've run for my life, you know, during a rocket attack in uh, in, in in both Afghanistan and in in, uh, in uh, Iraq, and um, they were war zones at the time, and you know, you realize, you start realizing that people are people, and they're going to have issues with each other and how do we connect the dots and make things work as opposed to just blowing, blowing each other up. So, um, you know, but that's why I'm a, that's why I'm a Democrat. And so when I see a guy like Donald Trump spreading ignorance and fear and hate, it just pisses me off because it's not what, it's not what Einstein taught us.
1: That's it's right. not
2: what Neil deGrasse Tyson's taught us. The, the the scientists and the astrophysic physicists and, you know, Stephen Hawking, all those guys are telling us that like, look, there's, there's a bigger place in the, in the, you know, than just earth. It's, you know, it's, we're we on this tiny little fragile blue dot and you got to take care of it. And, you know, you got red staters saying, well, Jesus told me it's okay to burn dinosaurs, <laughs> you know, and they're, <laughs> they're misguided and they're a the Red <laughs> State people so I love the Red State I love selling records to them I love playing for them I'm from a Red State I get it but they've got to like we've got to focus on the future of our kids and the planet and getting along no one wants to fight everyone wants to get along But, there's, so but then there's that's those what I've very, learned
1: there's those very few people that uh, want to control it you know they want to rule the world.
2: Yeah, and and, and we have to. And those people are red staters too. They're, I mean, red staters. They're they're just corrupt. They're just yeah. They're they're just greedy. There's something in, inherent with you know like how much how many billions do you need? You know, you know why is why are why are greedy? You know why are you know why are basketball players? You know, you know like he's a baller, dude. Like he goes out and he buys Ferraris and like why is that such a you know, I had a BMW. I bought it in, with cash, and it was like a $70,000 car. Mm. And I had it for three or four years. Every time the thing got scratched, I'd freak out. <laughs> and then finally one day I totaled it. And I was like, you know, I owned that car, and I was so worried about it, and I was so protective of it. And, and, like, I drove it, and I fucking totaled it. The next car I got with the insurance money was, like, a Prius. I was like, I want something I can like beat on and not care about. And like, you know, you know what I mean? Like more money, more problems, biggie, smalls, smartest thing you ever said. You know, it's, it's like, who gives a shit? Just take care of your kids. Take care of each other. Like put someone through college. You want to impress me? You got $80 billion, put a few kids through college. You know, that's, you know, that's more important than, than a fucking car. You know,
1: That's it, man. That's exactly right. You know, you gotta love each other, man. That's that's what it should and be that, about.
2: It should. It should be. You know, it's like that guy who had the. It's like that kid who had the, the party, and he's like, and they're like, so do you want to apologize about throwing the party? And he's like, nah, these are my shades, man. I'm not taking them off. Remember that kid? <laughs> yeah. Like there's too much Quite. of that.
1: Yeah, you know what flat. I mean. In the
2: in the world, I'm not just picking on him because he's Australian, but that's one example. You know, yeah, like yeah, 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 that's yeah. one. It's like you don't need to be a baller, and it's always young men, or it's always like it's either young men or like really old men that are like you know super pissed and they want all their money and they want to keep brown people out or down or whatever. It's it you know so.
1: Anywho. Yeah. No, man. I, I I totally hear you, dude. We're
2: solving all the world's problems up in this bitch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Went from crazy eyes to Star Wars to uh, <laughs> the world, world issues. It's awesome. I love it.
2: Well, I appreciate it. I can't wait to get down there and meet you and hang out. We'll have a good time.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I have met you a couple of times. I met you on the first time and the last all right. time. But it was very, very rushed. You literally right just walked off stage. That's right. So, and I, uh, yeah, but it was very brief. So I said, Hey, <laughs> so hopefully next time. We'll... Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. if it, I'm sorry if I'm like running in between the stage and the van because it was so hot after sound like, I was like, am I going to die?
1: <laughs> it was brutal, man. It was a, it was really hot that day, but it was worth it, man. It was a good day. I had a fun, fun day, but, uh, hopefully next time we'll actually get to cool. catch up properly, man.
2: You got it. Thank you for having a filter special. I really appreciate it.